0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah and Carrie. What's up? Let's get right into it. Uh, the well, We're going to talk more about Pokemon later, uh, as, as Micah prepares to be very excited about the other Pokemon news that drops later <laughs> this week. Uh, but Carrie, you downloaded the new uh, Sword and Shield expansion, Isle of Armor, that released... Uh, when they did that Pokemon direct basically.
1: Yeah. Um so Isle of Armor came out last week and um it's fun. It's got some cool content in it. I haven't spent a ton of time with it mostly because like I haven't really had the time to yet. And I say that I haven't had the time to, but really I've just been playing Persona 4. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun. It's exactly the sort of like extra sort of post-game content with like fun new characters and new challenges and like a big new open area that like you would want in sort of, you know, your third version or your Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It seems like it's $15 worth of content, which is exactly how much it costs. Um, or you can get the expansion pass, which is 30, and then both will just sort of download automatically. Yeah, it's fun. I'm looking forward to spending more time with it, um, hopefully later this week. So,
0: Very good. Yeah. Uh, it's good that you have that because there's not a lot of promise. Well, I guess there's a lot of folks that are that are excited about one particular game on this list. Uh, and that game is not Duke Nukem 3D no. 20th <laughs> Anniversary Edition World Tour, which uh, came out for the Switch. Yeah. Um, uh, that I think nobody the franchise has just died. Man. I don't. know. Well, it kind of is. Like I feel like they're just like releasing it because to recoup. John St. John's <laughs> got to
1: collect those royalties. He
0: does. And Gearbox like, well, we paid for this fucking license. We might as well get some mileage out of it as wow. much as we can.
1: I mean, look. I guess if you're gonna do any Duke Nukem, you might as well do do Duke Nukem 3D because that is the one that is ostensibly the best one. Question mark. I don't know. I haven't really played Duke Nukem. Yeah.
0: There, there's a very inappropriate Daniel Toss joke that I can make about the best Duke Nukem game, which I'm not going to do on this podcast because it's really rude. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not very cool. Uh but it's but it's uh it's very apt. Uh so unfortunately you guys can seek that one out if you want to. Uh, here's what I'll
1: say about Duke Nukem. <laughs> Duke Nukem is small dick energy.
0: There you go.
2: There yeah, you go. like it always has been. Right? Like, and it's not even like it's not even like like It's obviously like riffing off of like nineties action movies, right? I believe like one of the best nineties action movies there ever was and ever will be is Commando, right? Like, but at the same time, like like Commando was like funny Mm -hmm. whether it was intentional or not. Like Duke Nukem is not like he's not like I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: I think if you put the right writing team on Duke Nukem, you could have a really fun game. With a really funny script, Um, but that's never happened, so (laughs) alas.
0: Um, Those warning lights you hear are because another Nintendo mobile game has released. It's Pokemon Cafe Mix, which also came out on the Switch as well.
1: Yeah, it's a little puzzle game. Um, This was announced as part of the same pokemon it's not it's not a pokemon direct they called it pokemon presents because Mm -hmm. you got to get that alliteration in there um so this was announced last week when they announced the other stuff that we will talk about momentarily
0: uh the one that some folks are very excited for is the remaster of spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom uh rehydrated which came out for xbox one ps4 switch and pc um, I did not play this game when it originally released back on the PlayStation 2. Uh, apparently it has a bit of a cult following. Um, it's a game that is often seen at like speed running competitions and things of that nature. Um, so if you are super stoked for the remaster of this 15-year-old SpongeBob game, I'm very happy for you. Uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer, comes to PS4 and Switch. So if you want to do some pod racing... Uh, you can certainly do that. Another game with a cult following as well. Mikey,
2: you're giving a funny look. People like people do
0: like you know, that Episode funny. One Racer.
2: I remember playing the game. I remember liking it. Why is it coming out now? Well, this this
0: I is know? this is probably just a port. I wouldn't. I don't imagine uh, yeah. that they touched I it mean, up at I, all.
2: I mean, I get it, but
1: like, why?
0: Because <laughs> like, nostalgia, uh, wh- bro. Why
1: not make another ten bucks ahead off of this yeah. game in 2020? Why?
2: Uh, mm.
0: Said nostalgia is a hell of a drug.
2: Um like it's not like it's not a like it's not an anniversary for Star Wars episode one. No, it's not like Star Wars is over, right? Like the episodic series is over. Like I and it's and it's the worst one.
1: I would say episode two is worse than that. Yeah, I would before. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I
2: forgot <laughs> I, really did. I forgot episode two. Um because of all the sand it's coarse and it gets everywhere episode nine is worse than episode one. um i would have to read what you know what you are probably right from like a from like constructing a story mm-hmm. i think you're right because at least like i the, think i'm right episode too one, episode one was boring but it made sense.
1: It had some fun moments to it, right? Yeah. Like, and there episode are things one that I
2: remember about
1: episode one had some like really really good moments in it that like stick with you, like the pod racing stuff, which was fun. Like the pod race itself was really fun, and yeah. fucking duel of the fates. Yeah, he's easily the best lightsaber battle in the entire fucking episodic franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Where so, is- meanwhile, episode 9 is a two and a half hour jack-off contest courtesy of J.J. Abrams.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're 100% per- I sit corrected. You're uh, 100% right.
0: I wish I had an opinion, but uh, I haven't seen one of those films. <laughs> and I probably well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say never will, but it's going to probably be a while because I have a real bad I, taste I in don't, my mouth.
1: I don't hate episode 1. I do think that The racing game, the Pod Racing game, is was actually really fun. That that came out of that film, particularly the arcade version of it, where you actually sit in, like the Pod Racer, and like you control it with the two sticks.
2: That game had a surprisingly good sense of speed.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I was I was actually pretty surprised by that.
1: And this this conversation, this is why they put it out on PlayStation Four. There
2: you go. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: (laughs) Uh, Blair Witch comes out on the Nintendo Switch. God, I hate the summertime, man. <laughs> You're about to get out great. of Ghost of Shishima. Calm down. And then uh, Fairy Tale T-A-I-L, T-I-T-A-I-L, comes out on the PS4 Switch and PC. Oh, I know what I can talk about, what, what I've been playing. Because I've been playing Copey's Mouse of NBA Jam. Because I bought oh. that goddamn arcade cabinet. You did, didn't you? And, know. uh... And I, and I will say that the, that the reproductions of those games are pretty good. Um, they even have, so like with this cabinet, they, they give you access to what would have been like the dip switches on the original arcade units. So you can adjust like difficulty level. Um, you can turn like big head mode on or off. And they also have where you can decide whether or not to, um put scan lines in on the game because it it comes obviously with like a newer like flat screen monitor, it's not a CRT monitor like so the original games did. Old. Yeah, you can make it look like nice. the original version, which is actually better. Cause it's not like they upres the graphics or anything. So like if you don't put the scan lines on, you still you get like all the jaggies and stuff like that. This at least makes it uh look correct, I guess you can say. Um but yeah no it's really good. I've been playing a lot of TE. Um they also have Hangtime on there, which is not a game that I got to play a whole lot of in the arcades um i mostly stuck to the original ones uh, but hang time is also really good as well it's arguably the best version of the game um but just because it didn't have the nba jam moniker uh nor does it have tim kitzmiller which is unfortunate mm-hmm. the the announcer yeah so
2: it's a, it's, it's is, a, uh, the
1: the boom shock a lot yeah guy. that dude yes.
2: <laughs> is this your first arcade one-up arcade cabinet
0: it is um
2: to Would you so like to talk about that experience,
0: yeah. So it, it's so the arcade one-ups are of good quality. Um, apparently, they're better now than they were when the first run of them came out. When like the Street Fighter cabinets, I actually might have. I don't want to go as far to say that I dodged the bullet, but it is it's better now than it was for sure. Because um, they used to have like the the original ones had like you know single channel sound and um, things like that. This at least has stereo and. Um, it's a little bit more high tech. This the NBA Jam cabinet also has a Wi-Fi adapter in it, so that you can actually play other people. They actually added online to the original ROMs for the game, so you can play other folks. Dope. Yeah, pretty. It's, it's pretty fucking slick. I've not tried the online yet. Um, and it still has all the all the the hidden characters and all that stuff that you can put in there as well. If you know the if you know the initials and the and the birth dates that <laughs> that you have to do to get those guys. Um, but yeah, the cabinet it was pretty easy to build. Um. If you can put together, like, an, a piece of Ikea furniture, uh, it's pretty easy to assemble. Um, the monitor is pretty solid that it comes with, um, and apparently it's easily moddable as well. So, like, if you want to put a Raspberry Pi in there, it's super easy. Um, I'm probably going to upgrade the hardware in the cabinet at some point because while the buttons are f- and joysticks are fine, uh, they could be better. Like, they're definitely, like... Bulk purchase parts. Um, I'm probably going to pick up some hat buttons and some Sanwa joysticks to to throw in there um, at some point. And apparently, it's it, like the deck is one piece; it comes right off the cabinet. It's super easy to mod. And I've I've done an arcade stick before, so it's really not really it's it's literally just pop the buttons out and reconnect the little wires to it, and that's about it. Um, but overall, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, it's it's solid. If if there's a, I will say if there's an arcade one up out there that you're really that you feel some kind of way about. Um, it's something that you can probably buy, uh, with confidence. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good, pretty good piece of kit. I would say for sure. Nice.
2: Are they, uh, you are around my height. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how tall is it? In so
0: it's the, the scale it's that they say size, it's three right? quarter size, right? So the, the default ones when they're built, um, are, are good for seated height. Now they sell these risers that you can buy, uh, that you can, that you can mount it on, which the, the NBA jam cabinet came with a riser and it's with the riser. You, it's fine to stand at. Um, I do prefer sitting on us on the stool that it came with. It comes with like a bar stool as well. The NBA jam one does, um, that I, so I prefer sitting at the bar stool when I'm, when it's on the riser. But it can be stood at where, where it would get tricky – this, this is only a problem for so far the NBA Jam and the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cabinet that they came out with. Four players around that thing would be a bit of a tight fit because, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, it's not, it's not as wide as a typical arcade machine is. And even those were a tight fit back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, to, so to get four players around one of these things might be a little tricky. Um, but in terms of one or two – it's no problem. They're coming out with a uh, with a couple like Marvel uh, versus uh, ones that are coming. Yeah, they're out. doing like yeah. Marvel
1: versus Capcom
2: and and Marvel versus uh, or or X Men versus Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm thinking about getting the uh, Marvel versus Capcom one. But I don't have a basement or mm-hmm. anything, so I don't have mm. a place to put it. Mm-hmm. So I was—I'm curious about the size. To well, see so to
1: my house. Well, so if, to
2: if you see, if I could get it into my office.
1: <laughs> so if you guys see,
0: like the blank space on my wall here above my left shoulder, um, mm-hmm. it, I could fit it in that space easily, if if I didn't have my my work desk.
2: Like if here. I moved this, uh huh bookcase could i get it in there yeah i think i think yeah. it's
0: about as wide as the bookshelf is the the deck might stick out further but then again i think that's only a problem more akin to the four-player cabinets i think the two-player cabinets are are no problem so
2: okay yeah cool uh yeah
1: i got a basement so that's not a
2: problem. Uh, yeah uh a basement would be uh too much money for where we live at <laughs> 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 um, uh, go to YouTube.com slash If you go to YouTube.com slash you could see the other side of my office because I just turned the camera around to, to <laughs> ask Brad, would the one-up arcade cabinet fit there? And you could see all the miscellaneous figures, the figures that uh, I don't have specific uh, places for. You could see all of those. And, it, and it's impressive really-
0: because if you look at Mike's camera normally, you would think that his office is very small. But in reality, Mike's office is much larger than the camera view makes it appear. Whereas my office is exactly as small as it appears <laughs> from, from, from this camera view. <laughs> I, got,
1: I got I got space yeah. behind me. We there got you two, go. two. We got two desks. Two two go. two multi multi monitor setups in this office. So.
2: So there you go. Go to YouTube.com slash DensePixels and find out what our offices look like <laughs> as, you, as you continue to stalk us uh, via the Internet. Yep. Uh, while you're on the Internet, subscribe to all of the TNP podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, wherever good podcasts are sold, um, including the Nerdpocalypse, uh, Black on Black Cinema. Which uh what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What movie did we do? We just did a movie. Um already forgotten. Was
0: it wasn't it five? The five bloods. There you go. Yes, we did
2: the five bloods, the new Spike Lee movie. Uh it was really it was very good. Del Rolindo was fucking acting his ass off in that movie. Uh coming distractions we'll eventually be coming soon. But uh he you may have to
1: switch to like Netflix releases or some shit like you that. You know
2: what? That's probably a good idea. We uh will probably uh start doing that instead of the instead of the checked out portion of the nerd that we do. Mm. We can save some of that for coming distractions. And you get the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. Now if you go to com slash premium uh, and choose either the $5 a month or $50 a year option, I would choose the $50 a year option. Uh, you get access to the Premium Slavery Podcast, including the airing of Grievances, our Seinfeld review show. No Time to Bleed, uh, The a new No Time to Bleed uh, movie uh, will be done soon. Uh, we have the choice. We just have to actually record it. Uh, the Man with the Golden Tongues uh, will return. I promise. Uh, upstage conversation. You just had one with Brad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. What? Uh, what was it? I haven't listened to it yet.
1: Bye, bye, Birdie.
2: Bye, bye, Birdie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea what Bye, Bye, Birdie is. So I'm. It is. It try. is a
0: spoof of uh, when Elvis got drafted into the military when he was 18. What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 very early 60s. Huh? So, yeah, I mean, the movie came out in 1963, so it's by far the earliest film that we've that we've featured on the show. So. Oh, okay. Anyway, the only thing was- I know
2: about the 60s are civil rights <laughs> and 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 Batman doing the Bat 2C. That's okay. that's pretty much that's pretty much the 60s for me. Ostensibly
1: the two most important things about the 60s. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you decide what is one and two. Um, <laughs> uh, and the full episode of the Look For a Political Podcast. Uh, look, you know politics is um it's it's very interesting now uh and now is the perfect time to watch uh to listen to those episodes uh they're very good and um it it it, it's just a wild time right now and uh i don't and and you got two wild people talking about it and uh it's it's a very good show i i urge you all To uh, go to slash premium uh, and sign up.
0: Uh, So, we'll get right into the news. There's quite a bit of news this week, actually, uh, if I'm being frank, much more than there's been in weeks past. Um, So, amidst all the Pokemon expansion announcements, uh, new mobile game announcements, there's another announcement. And finally, for the first time in 21 years, we are getting a new version. Of Pokemon Snap.
1: I have oh, waited. Man.
0: One of the most I have infamous games. This game
1: <laughs> for the last 21 years. I fucking screamed when they <laughs> this got unveiled. As soon as I realized what it was, I was like, holy shit. Finally, finally, we're getting a new Pokemon Snap. Inject it directly into my veins. Thank yes. you very much.
0: Like I said, the, the Pokemon Snap is a game that lives in infamy on the Dense Pixels podcast. Uh because <laughs> let's just say uh it was a grand pursuit of our very own Micah uh back when he was a lad back on but, the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, what
2: came first, me losing my virginity or <laughs> me playing Pokemon Snap? I'll leave that up to you to figure <laughs> out. Oh,
0: uh, at least it's one of the best anecdotes. So the new one is called, uh in, in the most Nintendo way possible, New Pokemon Snap. That's the title of the new game, uh, that's coming now. I don't believe that they have announced a release dates or even a release window.
1: No, they basically just said like now in development or un- under construction, whatever. Okay. Um, so the, the trailer that was released last week, um, really only highlighted like one level, which appears to be a new version of the beach level from the mm-hmm. first game, which is the very first level that you play through. um, But it looks fabulous. Um, You have Pokemon from all generations being represented. Um, What I also noticed was even though you only saw the one level, you saw like a daytime version of the level, you saw like a dusk version of the level, and then you saw a nighttime version of the level. So I assume all of the levels will you'll be able to go in at different times of day and presumably find different types of Pokemon. yeah, I'm super fucking excited yeah. <laughs> for this. I love Pokemon Snap. I have the Pokemon Snap soundtrack on vinyl. That's how much I like Pokemon Snap. Jesus.
2: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, it's so if you've been super bootleg, if you've been waiting two decades to uh, to get your Pokemon voyeurism back on the I've been
1: waiting two thirds of my life at this point <laughs> waiting for a new Pokemon Snap.
0: Well, at least you have this. Cause I it, do. Because, uh, like I said, you, you still wait in anguish for. A new golden sun, but damn it, there's a new Pokemon Snap coming, and so like I said, we have that to look forward to as well. Um, The
1: other thing about this mm. is, um, so they they had this presentation right, Mm -hmm. and it was like an 11 minute presentation, and they were like, "Hey, don't forget, Isle of Armor comes out this week. Here's some more details about Isle of Armor and what you can expect from it." Then they were like, "Hey, here's like a mobile app, and it's not really a game, but it's a cute little app." that helps you like brush your teeth called the Pokemon smile. And like, it's geared at like helping little kids who don't like brushing their teeth, like be more involved and enjoy the practice of brushing their teeth. So I'm like, cute, whatever. It's like you brush your teeth with Pikachu and you brush your teeth with Squirtle. And like you use the camera and like puts a little Squirtle hat on you. And I don't know. I thought it was really cute. Um, And then the Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is the puzzle game that's coming out this week. But then they were like, you know what else we got? We got we got a big project we want to talk to you about. Come back next week. So tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> as this episode is going out, of course, um, there will be a new, some sort of large project in another Pokemon Presents episode or presentation. Um, so now people are like, what's it going to be? Because you already gave us Pokemon Snap, which we've been asking for for 21 years. Um, So people seem to think that the game that they're going to announce will either be a Let's Go version of the Johto region or the remake of the fourth generation games, Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, that people have been asking for for years now. I think they're going to announce Let's Go Johto myself. So, And I we'll think see. it'll be
0: something new and completely different that'll underwhelm everybody. Huh. So we'll see. <laughs> um, Nintendo also did a Smash Brothers, uh, not a direct, but I guess, you know, a small Smash Brothers presentation Yeah. Um, to announce the, is this the first fighter in the new season?
1: Uh, I
2: believe so.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, I think so
0: so uh min min uh from arms uh is being put into the game uh as a new fighter uh frankly it's a little surprising that uh it took them this long to get an arms character in the game we all figured that would be a shoo-in yeah when the game i first had sort released. of figured
1: that would be part of the first season right um because they have spring man in there as an assist trophy
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Min Min is fine. I had sort of hoped I forget the character's name, but I had sort of hoped it would be the one thick girl <laughs> that
0: I remember. Well isn't 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 Min Min one of like the the mascot characters on the like the Here's game box? the thing.
1: So like ARMS as and Soccer, I said this, ARMS doesn't really have like a main protagonist. Like mm. you have a roster of characters and they all sort of carry equal weight. Um which is nice. Um Min Min has a really cool design. Um, she works in a ramen shop, so she has, like, one arm that looks sort of like ramen noodles, and one arm that looks like a dragon, and, like, her hat looks like a, like, a ramen bowl, basically. Um, she's very cute. I thought the way that she was presented was cool. Um, it looks like she's going to play, um, pretty, pretty interesting. So, yeah, arms I thought was fun. Um, I, I feel like this character announcement is heralding like an arms sequel of some sort. That's probably also in development, mm-hmm. but yeah,
0: cool. Be curious yeah. to see if an arm sequel does well. Cause I think a lot of its success was due to the fact that it was a launch title. I don't know mm-hmm. if you release it in the middle of a generation, how much there ARMS is Arms some we'll really
1: see. fun music to it yeah. too.
0: I did not enjoy that game when I played the, uh, the trial. So yeah, wasn't feeling it. Um, and then they announced some new uh, Mii fighter costumes uh, mm-hmm. from various uh, properties, uh, including Arms and Splatoon and Tekken and Fallout.
1: You can you can get a fucking Heihachi costume for your Mii fighter,
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and a and a and a and a Vault Boy skin as yeah. well. So
1: the the Vault Boy in particular looks really good because it's not just like a weird little wig on top of like a me character; like mm-hmm. it actually just looks like yeah, it just the looks Vault like Boy. the
2: fucking Pit Boy or Vault yeah. Boy. Um does uh, the Heihachi outfit herald uh, uh a, a Tekken character being introduced into this, do you think?
1: I don't know. Um I feel like it it may have to do with like maybe future Tekken titles coming to the Switch. Um because <laughs> like I don't think they're going to put like a fallout character in the game, but you know, you could we can see over the last few years that. Nintendo has worked m- more closely with Bethesda in getting big Bethesda content on the system. So I don't know, maybe we're getting a like a big time, like fallout port to the switch. I play fallout four on switch.
2: Uh Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Skyrim's on the switch. So yep. yeah. Why not?
0: Uh, speaking of things people, people have been waiting for, for over 20 years, Uh Sony, Uh, Announced with a new trailer, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, which is which is subtitled uh, "It's About Time," uh, which is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Um, On through a second, in case you forgot, Activision owns the rights to Crash Bandicoot, not uh, Mm -hmm. not uh, PlayStation at this point. Um, But yeah, so a new trailer for a new Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, People that are fans of Crash Bandicoot are very excited about this. Uh, This was pretty fucking predictable when the Crash trilogy. Uh, did Gangbusters? Yeah. So,
1: look, I'm in. I like I like Crash Bandicoot. Um, I I think if if this is done well, like the the, cra- the, the Crash games always had that like certain style about them, right? Just in mm-hmm. terms of like how the levels are laid out. Um, and there really haven't been too terribly many other games that have done it in exactly the same fashion. So, to get a contemporary Crash Bandicoot game, like Yeah, cool. Like I'm in. I'm surprised Um, this isn't
0: coming out for the Switch as well. I don't. I don't see why they couldn't. Why they couldn't make that work? But
2: can can someone give me a uh, the last uh, mascot like platform adventure game series that uh, I got into was Ratchet and Clank. Mm -hmm. Can someone please explain to me the appeal of Crash Bandicoot? Like he seems uh, like like every picture I see of him, he's got his tongue hanging out, right? And that just it it seems very wacky. And it I don't, was
1: 1998.
2: Okay, 1995, um, really?
1: Actually, it was 1995 yeah. when the first game came out. Um, like, so, who,
2: like what is he doing? Why is he fighting like Captain Forehead?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Neocortex. Um, yeah. So Crash Bandicoot. So Cortex was, I believe, like trying to create like a super powered animal army for himself. Um, and so he was doing like crazy experiments and crash bandicoot crash was w- one of these experiments. And he basically breaks out of the lab um, and then decides he's going to like, he's got to go back and rescue his girlfriend basically. So he has to travel throughout this Island, defeat all of cortex's, uh henchmen which are all you know superpowered animals of some sort um rescue his girlfriend and defeat neocortex um and then yeah
2: his i see a picture of his girlfriend here that uh, is not I his girlfriend i believe oh, that's that his is, sister his sister okay mm-hmm. well his sister is sh- straight out of the 90s mm-hmm. with with her jumper with one strap on and the mm-hmm. other one off a patch because that was a really big deal uh in the 90s we wore patches on our pants when we didn't have holes in them um and uh she looks like she's holding some sort of trap or keeper uh and goggles for some reason yep so okay look i
1: enjoyed the heck out of crash bandicoot but i was also like seven i'm not
2: hey i'm not knocking i'm not knocking you i just i i just I infamously uh, had the first time I played a Crash Bandicoot game was in Uncharted 4 when you could play Crash Bandicoot with with your wife. That's that's the first time I played it.
0: And uh, I I played the only time I ever played Crash Bandicoot was on my PlayStation 1 jam pack disc that came with bundled (laughs) with my PlayStation (laughs) 1 and I did not care for it. So that was a hard pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, de- uh, I, de- I definitely think Spyro was the better of the two. Like like those two are linked also. closely together, and Spyro is definitely a better game than uh yeah. Crash Bandicoot.
1: Um, the thing that I remember the most, or I guess the strongest memory that I have of anything related to Crash Bandicoot, um, is Oticon a couple years ago. The guy who's the voice of Neo Cortex. It was like Thursday night, and I was outside of the main hotel that's connected to the DC Convention Center, and. Um, the guy who voices Cortex was like visibly intoxicated in the lobby. <laughs> and I was like, I have an interview scheduled with him at like 10 a.m. tomorrow. I'm not confident that he is going to make it in the condition that he is in right now. And I was right, because the next morning they were like, he's not feeling well. And I was like, huh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs>
0: He's a really
1: nice guy. I don't want to be like, oh, he's an asshole who gets wasted at conventions. Um he's actually a super cool dude. But yeah. Does
2: does Crash Bandicoot say a lot? When was this? Because he has uh, a number of different uh actors portraying him. Uh Carlos Alzakari did some some voice work for him in promotional work. Uh, if you don't know Cal- Carlos al he was in Reno 911. He's
1: also he- the voice of Rocco.
2: Yes, he's the voice of Rocco. And Steve Blum. Anyone who has ever listened to anything animated knows who Steve Blum is. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think in the early games that he had a huge voice thing. I think he just made, like, noises and shit. Um, yeah, he
2: looks like a character that doesn't really say much. Yeah,
0: But... Of course, the, the, the lasting impact of Crash Bandicoot, of course, were the hilarious uh, PlayStation commercials from... Like
1: the live-action. Right, the li- with the, with the, the dude in the mascot suit. still shoot. have, like, a dude with the live-action yeah. suit at promotional events. Like, I have a very good picture <laughs> of me with, like, real Crash Bandicoot from San Diego Comic-Con a few years ago. Cra- Crash
0: Bandicoot I did nice the... Head, uh...
1: like, in the teeth.
0: Crash Bandicoot did the uh, invading your uh, opponent's corporate headquarters before DX uh, popularized it in, in, in the late 90s when Crash Bandicoot drove a pickup truck uh, to Nintendo's corporate offices with the Crash Bandicoot game. It's quite funny. Um, but, yes, that's coming back. If you're super excited for that, then, uh, again, I'm, I'm very happy for you. Um, something that i am got to say I'm not too thrilled about is this news. So Rocksteady has been working on something for a long time. And people said, was it a new Batman game? Is it a Superman game? Is it a Justice League game? Like that was that's pretty much been the, the entirety of the scuttlebutt around the mysterious Rocksteady project, which allegedly, reportedly, maybe, rumoredly, we're going to actually find out what it is in August. That's what they're saying. But the rumors say – or sorry, this is, this is beyond rumor. It's a report. The, the reports that are coming out say that it's going to be – A Suicide Squad game that Rocksteady is working on. Uh, Your game reported on this, um, that it's going to be a Suicide Squad-themed game, and then additionally – before this report happened, there were some new web domains that were discovered, uh, such as Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League.com and Gotham Knights Game.com, which could possibly be game titles. Um, allegedly, this is going to be a next generation title uh, that's going to be available on the Series X, PS5, and PC. Um, but yeah, so guys, what, what do you think about the reports that the long rumored Rocksteady game is going to be based around the Suicide Squad.
2: I mean it's uh different um and it kind of fits the the really like the 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 Arkham universe. Mm-hmm. I can see them, you know, kind of pivoting towards that. Um I really wanted it to be a Superman game though because I wanted to see if they could if they uh, could do it. If they could do it. Yeah. Uh, Not just from like a technical level of how do you do a Superman game? One with Superman as a character, two with uh, decent flight mechanics, Uh, but how they would do it. They like how what it would look like. Like, would they still make it dark and kind of grimy like this Arkham universe? Or would they, you know, kind of brighten it up a bit? And I was looking mm-hmm. forward to see if they could brighten it up, if they could juxtapose their Arkham universe with some sort of super with the
1: Metropolis universe.
2: Metropolis universe, yeah. Uh, I think that would have been really good, man. Uh, but um, uh, you know, you could you could kind of do you could do things with it, right? Like if you could be multiple members of the Suicide Squad and. Each one of them has um a different attribute that you could do that you could use maybe it's maybe it's gonna be like a multiplayer game where you know you go on runs or whatever uh you've got the perfect you've got the perfect um game over screen if you fail a mission <laughs> your just head just blows up and then you start over uh it could work i'm just kind of i'm kind of disappointed but um I don't know. We'll see what it looks
1: like. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, the point you brought up about like, this is a team. This isn't just one, one dude with, you know, a handful of sidekicks like Batman ultimately is, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this is if, if they're focusing on a team, I think you could get some, some really compelling gameplay out of it with, you know, multiple characters that you can choose from and trying to, you know, complete whatever mission, with different characters and trying to figure out, you know, what configuration of the team works best for whatever given scenario. Um, I wouldn't say I have two terribly strong feelings about this game. Um, like I don't love the suicide squad because ultimately the suicide squad is just kind of an extension of Batman at this point. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would have just, I would have preferred that they pick a, a complete different family of DC characters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but whatever.
2: Where's my green lantern game? Damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got like, they're space cops, man. Like, where's my space cop game?
0: Uh, the news that bummed me out, uh, was the fact that CD Projekt Red has announced another delay, uh, for Cyberpunk 2077. It's now slated to release on November 19th. Um, and they just said that, uh, it's basically it, like development of the game is finished, like content wise. Um, but because the game is so large, uh, they needed more time to to make sure all the bugs uh, got out and all the balancing was good. Uh, I'm only bummed about this because that's around the time that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is supposed to come out, and <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of counting on having two months to play Cyberpunk and then get into Assassin's Creed. But apparently, I will have to back burner uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
2: Uh, First, yeah, to say which one of you. Going
0: oh, on? that's not even a fucking yeah. question. Come on, man. Like I said, I, as cool as cool as Odyssey was, they made a Blade Runner game, Micah. Yeah. I got to play the Blade Runner game. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and hey, that's just more time for uh, King of Zomblor to be played. There you go. Until uh, until then, so, so we I was got gonna that.
2: be really disappointed if you said you would you would play Assassin's Creed.
0: No, abs- abs- <laughs> a, absolutely not. I was late to Odyssey. I could be late to to yeah. Valhalla. It's not that big of a deal. Plus, it'll give me time to play the new Destiny, uh, the new Destiny expansion when it comes out as well. So there maybe, maybe not all bad news. Maybe not all <laughs> bad news. And hey, I'll actually have time to play games in November, December for once, which is uh, which is a big change from <laughs> what I'm yeah. normally accustomed to. <laughs> yeah. So very good. Uh, finally, uh, in my proudest headline of the week, uh, Guinness Book of World Records capitulates the hot sauce magnate, but Twin Galaxies remains steadfast. Uh, we have no problem picking on our favorite large foreheaded thinning hair, fucking I'm sure MAGA hat wearing American tie hot sauce, piece of shit, Billy Mitchell Um, cheating. You know, he's a cheater. He, uh, he cheats for his world records. Apparently Uh, he sued uh, both the Guinness book of world records and twin galaxies for invalidating uh, some of his high scores. Well, The Guinness Book of World Records has reinstated those scores saying that they have received additional evidence and expert verification um, that Billy Mitchell's scores were legitimate. Uh, The two things that he was disputing uh, that has been reinstated, at least on Guinness's side, is that uh, he was the first player in Pac-Man to get a perfect score, which is 3,333,360 points, and that he was the first player to reach 1 million points in Donkey Kong. Uh, as well, however, Twin Galaxies is still refusing to acknowledge either record. Uh, they're still in litigation, um, but apparently uh, Ars Technica, who did the original story, reached out to the CEO of of Twin Galaxies, who is Jace Hall, and his only reply to them uh, was the Kermit the Frog sipping, <laughs> sipping tea meme. Uh, so apparently, they feel pretty pretty uh pretty strong in their in their belief that billy mitchell is still a cheater and and why not because uh he sucks
1: yep i mean here's the thing um the issue didn't have to do with either his pac-man score or his million points in donkey kong score i believe it was something else Mm -hmm. um both Guinness and, um, both both Guinness and Twin Galaxies tossed all of his scores. Mm-hmm. So Guinness hasn't reinstated all of his scores. They reinstated two of his scores. Well,
0: I think I think these two, I think these two records. Those two may have been the, those the are the things the that he cares that Guinness, about the most. I well,
1: think. they're the things he cares about the most. Right. Yeah, but those may have been the only two that Guinness was sort of keeping track of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know, but Billy Mitchell, I, I don't think anyone can say like, oh, Billy Mitchell is like, he wasn't really a gamer. Like he was cheating the whole time. Like, no, I think he's just the fucking arrogant dickhead who was doing everything he possibly could to stay relevant, even as his hair started to fall out and people stopped caring so much about arcade scores.
0: Um, right, like like someone, someone in the comments on this article down below. He's he's infinitely hateable. Like like that. That's the perfect encapsulation of of what he is. He yeah. like like I said, he he's he's just a dickish person that is infinitely fun to root against.
1: The other thing that someone posted was exclusive photo of the new evidence, and it's just a bag of money.
0: <laughs> well, appa- allegedly, allegedly, uh, Guinness has been uh, accused of you know. Being, Being paid off, right, basically. Uh, yeah, to, I to, mean, to, to
1: do these things. So. Half, half the shit, you know, you don't get into the Guinness Book of World Records unless you pay someone to, from Guinness to show up to your record attempt. Right. Um, So, yeah. <laughs> I
2: I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine living a life where, like, I got nothing else. And I gotta pay... Guinness to come and put me in there. I, I don't know. I don't know. You or can, that's you, all you got going for you? You, you? you can't, you yeah, can't like, imagine. That's, my, that's you, it. Like, you, that's you, all I got. Well, you you can't know. imagine. He also Let's has, <laughs> he he also has uh, Ricky's world famous Louisiana hot sauce. Uh, <laughs> it's world famous because he said so. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I want to try the hot sauce. I'm not going to lie. I want to see if it's any good.
2: I can't imagine that this is very hot. I, Billy Mitchell doesn't seem like a type of guy that likes like Sp- adversity or confrontation food? or spice or like.
0: here is here is why everyone doesn't like Billy Mitchell. Do you know what Billy Mitchell is? Ultimately, at the end of the day, he's the harmless version of Donald Trump. He's mm-hmm. he's the, he's the yeah. version of Donald Trump that has no real world consequences. So it's yeah. fun. So it's fun to hate him.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, all there 100% is to it. right. Yeah, walking around when. Tacky ties, terrible hair.
0: He's obs- he's obsessed with himself. All all he cares about is his own furtherment yeah. in life. You know, his own company. He's, he's,
2: he's concerned about numbers that aren't really there. <laughs> he, he's just yeah. He's a he's a bit of a dick. Yep. Um, if he's a uh, villain,
1: he's a low level villain.
2: Yeah. If you want to help a high-level villain, <laughs> go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon.
1: Oh, I put when that one go, on a T for you, didn't I?
2: When <laughs> you go to www.densepixels.com. It's still amazing, get it, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. That's why I'm running like this. When you go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, you can uh, help us lowly surfs. Uh, by going to this, this supervillain and, and, and buying things. When you buy anything by going to www.densepixels.com Amazon, uh, we get a, a bit of a kickback. It's very small, very small. They're not trying to give out too much, but it is the easiest way to help the show. I'm at www.densepixels.com slash Amazon right now, and I've typed in Ricky's world-famous Louisiana hot sauce. Uh, And the first thing that comes up is uh, ads for different hot sauces. But the second thing (laughs) that comes up is uh, the hot sauce. You can get a two-pack for $20. Uh, There's not a lot left because they probably didn't make a lot and there are no reviews which means no one's buying them um, but yeah get uh it just got a picture of a chicken on it <laughs> go to double w- don't go to slash amazon and help your friends out
0: so uh there's there's a couple top stories this week um the first one is that like Gaming, the game in games industry, video games and 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 board games are having kind of kind of their their me too part two reckoning. Uh, it and seems like in the past books. week we'll and comic books. Well, time. so and wrestling. So here here's the thing. Here here's here's my hypothesis behind why this is popping off. I think that in the wake of the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and and defund the police protests that are going on, everything that's going on. I think people in general have just like like like. Every and and with COVID, you know, overall, this entire situation, people are literally like, there is not anyone left right now that has any fucks left to give about anything. And they're just like, and everyone's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're just, we're doing this. We're
1: done. Because uh, I'm Let's, I'm tired let's start of naming shit. names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we're not going to talk about the uh, allegate because there's a lot of allegations. So, here here's some companies uh, that have had. Either current or former employees um, had allegations leveled against them uh, in the past week or so. Twitch, Facebook, Ubisoft, Paradox Interactive, uh, the dickheads over at Cards Against Humanity, Techland, uh, the Gato Studio, and then some prominent Bungie streamers um, have all had either abuse, misconduct, sexual assault allegations. Um, I've been privy to some of the Bungie shit a lot of that stuff is really fucking gross. Um, it's, and, and, and the problem is, too, is that it's dudes that were like, – like, people knew that they were scumbags. Like, like they, people had heard, like, stories from other folks about them um, and, and things of that nature. But it's one of those things that if the people who were the target of the abuse um, want, you know don't want to step forward, like, it's not your story to tell. Right, So like people didn't really know – like obviously they weren't like working with these people that they knew were fucking scumbags. But they also weren't shouting it from the rooftops either um, because it's not their story to tell. Like the the, per, the person who is the subject of the abuse needs to be the one to, to come forward um, I feel like. But it's it, – I don't know. IGN has had some of their former folks uh, that have been that have been called out as well. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um I'm fucking fine with it. Like I, I, it's people that are, that act with scumbaggy dickish and criminal behavior in some cases, um, should not be getting a free pass quite honestly. And, and this is a good thing that this is happening.
1: Yep. I'm, uh, I'm really glad to see it happening in the, in the comics industry as well. Um, I mean, fucking Warren Ellis was named and that is, one of the bigger names in the comic industry. Um, so, yeah. Few few folks are huh, f- finally being held responsible for the terrible sh- shit that they've done over the years. What a concept. Um, so, yeah. I mean, good. I, is, uh... I do not find it surprising that the vast majority of the people uh, being uh, held to the fire right now are White
2: men, so. People that are, like, into the into the things that stereotypically, like, didn't get you girls when you were young, you know what I mean? And now that, like, now that women are not afraid to let their geeky side show, like, the first thing these dudes do is just be scummy to them. Like, I, I just... I never understood it, man. I never understood it. I look, growing up, I was, a, I was, I was a scared of girls. And uh, not because I, you know, well, they might say that I did something and I didn't know because I, because I was always afraid of rejection and shit. You know what I mean? But it never, it never, like, it never occurred to me to be like, well, fuck you, damn bitch. Like, I, I just, i i I don't understand the mentality and and we were talking about this uh on another podcast uh i think it was a black on black preview episode where you know i don't surround myself with people who act like that and Mm -hmm. think like that and and jay made brought up a good point he was like yeah because sometimes when i hear stuff like this and and someone says oh all men are scum right like his his initial his initial like, like response is well not all men, but he doesn't he doesn't say it obviously because mm-hmm. he you know he has tact and couth, but it's because he doesn't surround himself with a bunch of scummy people, and yeah you got to kind of get out of your bubble and and realize that like there are other people in the world and mm-hmm. and you know just. Like, just leave people alone, you know? Like I, like, I really don't understand. I really don't understand how difficult, you know, why it's so difficult to just, like, leave people alone and and not, like, whip your dick out in front of people. Well, so So
1: sort. much of it is you have women who are trying to break into the industry in some capacity, and they end up in a situation like this at a networking event or something like that. Usually networking events at conventions are just fucking bar parties, of course. Um and you know strike up a conversation and you know maybe start a relationship and suddenly that becomes like oh well what are you going to do for me you know if I if I put if I put your name in for this project what are you going to do for me well now you owe me because I got you on this mm-hmm. I I I got you a job so you owe me this attention kind of
2: I, I would never th- I would wait I right,
1: because think- you're not an asshole but unfortunately. In my 30 plus years of experience as a, a woman on planet Earth, um, there are a lot of men like that. <laughs>
2: and I really saw it when I was working at GameStop, right? Like I, that's when I really—that's when it—it kind of came to me, because I would see I would see people who would come in, and I would see women who would come in, and they would buy you know a wide variety of games because like women like a bunch of different stuff, just like. Uh, guys like a bunch of different stuff and i would work with people who would be like oh yeah your boyfriend will like this i'm like and, and the woman is like uh no this is for me right and uh you know and it would be something stereotypical like a like a like a shooter or something you know whereas if a woman would come in and buy something like the sims he would be, you know, that person would be all like, oh, yeah, you're going to really love this, assuming that it was for her. Might have been, might not have been, but he assumed it was for her because of the Sims is, you know, a quote unquote girl game. Yo, this 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 girl right here, this six foot two inch black girl with a beard loves the Sims. Right? I used to play that shit all the time. But um,
1: if you think it's bad for female customers at GameStop, imagine how bad it is. When you're a woman who works at GameStop.
2: <laughs> Yo, I, I mean, I would love to, but I didn't have a lot that worked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is also a problem. So, yeah, man, I just, I can't. I, I feel for you, man. That's why, and that's why I don't understand why, like, marginalized people could, can, can eat their own. You know? Like, I, I, I never understand it. You know, we have we are we are going through this time in America right now. And and but black people will still be like, fuck, gay people. Like, what? Mm-hmm. The f-
1: I wasn't going to bring it up, but thank I, you for bringing that up. Like, <laughs> like, like, what? what are you talking about? I think I have faced more blatant homophobia from like straight black people than yeah, from yo, any I'm other like, community. I'm being fuck? honest with you.
2: Like what is going on, man? Like I don't understand that shit. Right? You got white women calling the cops on black women like, "Yo, y'all are women, yo." Like what the fuck? <laughs> like come on, man. Like y'all should be in this shit together trying to stop us. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't I I, I don't I don't get it, man. Yeah. I don't get it.
0: And and again, I the companies involved do bear some of this um i think that there's still too heavy of a culture especially in some companies that it is male dominated in leadership positions i think you need more women <laughs> up at the top because men are fucking stupid and do a lot of stupid things as has been evidence um i'm sure a lot of these kids are i call them kids they're fucking adult men um our product of environments they grew up in i mean we don't know their personal situations but put it this way i'm 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 happier that my mother had a lot more to do with my raising than my father did just put it, i'll just put it to you like that um and uh and and so but but again like you, you still need to know fucking right from wrong i think technology is part of it i think i think one of the reasons that like micah and me especially don't get it is because like our generation isn't really and I'm, I'm i'm speaking for micah i don't know if i should be and you can correct me if i'm wrong micah aren't like we don't do like the whole sexting thing like we don't do the whole you know sending pictures that kind of stuff
2: i tried that shit once in an aol chat room That's how <laughs> long ago that was and it was just the weirdest thing and i just like I, look i ain't got the imagination for that shit i and 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 i just i never got i never got it Right? i, I had someone
1: try, try that shit with me and just be like oh tell me what you're wearing and i was like pajamas <laughs> <laughs> like what right. do you want but i but like i think a, for a lot like
0: of a state
2: farm commercials <laughs> uh,
1: <practice. laughs> yeah.
0: i feel like for a lot of younger millennials though like that's a that's a thing well, that's yeah. much more Look, prevalent saying, in the culture yeah
1: i i have seen my fair share of unsolicited dick pics right so with that
0: and I, and I would never think of, to take a picture of my fucking dick and send it to some random woman. Like, no. I like, would like,
1: like, like, be a never, it's
2: something I would never fucking do in a million years. I uh, Look, I got a stereotype that I have to protect. I don't need my dick pic shattering that shit. Right. So the
1: last time I got sent, I get, the last time I got sent an unsolicited dick pic, I just sent back a picture of someone cutting a carrot, and that was <laughs>
2: the end of that interaction. The last time I got that, was, I got one. I got a, a dick pic from uh, Uno on the 360 when they first had the cameras to come out mm-hmm. yeah like the first thing people did was just like take pictures of your dick mm-hmm. and then have the dick be the avatar while you're playing fucking uno
1: like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on man? Here's, here's a pro tip and i'm sorry to both of you but every dick is ugly i don't no think you're i don't to
0: think you're gonna dick. get any agreement or uh, disagreement from us on that dicks are dicks gross are not
1: <laughs> beautiful little things every dick is ugly no one wants to see it
0: no one wants to see your dick that that, that that's no one
1: wants to see you like trying to stretch your dick to like make it look a little bit bigger man Like no one's impressed
0: <laughs> there have been uh
1: like you know exactly what i'm talking about too i
0: do yeah
2: i do i do there have been just
1: be like uh, come on
2: like nah man yeah. there there have been
0: no. many fine episode titles in the history of this uh podcast but no one wants to see your dick is definitely gonna be a top fiver for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> to. No one wants to. Like, so,
0: well, kudos to all these men and women for for speaking out against uh, against these douchebags. And again, Carrie, I, I, I'm I'm struggling to think of anyone that's been called out that hasn't been a white male in in all of this shit that's going on. Because of course they're
2: around. I, look, look, they're around. Like black, <laughs> black dudes, black dudes ain't no worse. I, I uh, like last week, I saw a, a video of a black guy hit a black woman in the face with a skateboard because she rejected him. Mm. So they're they're scum. They're scummy all around, and um, shit has got to stop, man. And uh, you know, I, I I really hope that uh, I really hope that that change is coming and and will be lasting. You can't just you know, you can't uh, like change. Like changing the Auntie Mama lady is not gonna <laughs> is not gonna cut it, yo. Like, mm-hmm. like there there really needs to be some fucking change in this country, and and from top to bottom in and apparently every single facet of life, including video games, which is amazing to me because like you ever read like you ever just browse the sci-fi section in a Barnes and Noble or something mm-hmm. like. They're all female protagonists in sci-fi movies and books. Like all of them. Half of them are written by women with male, male pen names so that they can be fucking bought. But like so I don't understand All right. All right. We can This is a show about video games. <laughs> Let's talk about some
0: video games. So uh that news sucked. Um, but some news that just look, I don't I don't <laughs> often like to say I told you so. Who the fuck am I kidding? I love saying it all the time. I fucking told you so. I told everybody. I told all y'all. This shit was gonna fucking go away. I knew it. Chef's kiss, man. Chef's kiss. Uh, are you back, Brad? I'm back. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm I'm back, and 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 I'm Brad. Um. Yeah. I told everybody. I told all <laughs> you guys when they when they fucking. When fucking Mixer came on the scene and Microsoft was like, oh, even though Twitch and YouTube are out there, we're going to make our own stream platform. And it's going to be excellent. Like, what the fuck are you doing? These already exist. Like, why are you building this? Just go with the fucking ones that already exist. Like, why are you making this difficult? And I was right. Mixer's dead because they took it away. So Mixer is transitioning. and Here's the other thing. This is the coup de grace on the fucking Mixer story. Where are they going? Where's Mixer transitioning to? I don't know. Let's go to the company that everyone seems to fucking hate right now. Let's go to the company that everyone's, that everyone's dying to get away from as much as possible. Fucking Facebook gaming is where yep. Mixer is going. So yeah, by by July 22nd, all the Mixer sites and apps will redirect people to Facebook. And then apparently the the, the quid pro quo in the situation is that Microsoft's uh project Xcloud or project Azure or whatever the fuck they're calling their streaming platform now uh is going to be appearing on Facebook in the near future. And then here's the best part. So my so uh, again you you've you've heard us talk about the stories of the uh, of the high profile streamers most notably uh Ninja um that were lured to Mixer uh with many Millions of dollars of contracts in their future, and what happens to these guys uh, that have been with Mixer for like what a year? Maybe at this point uh, that were signed these big money deals to lure them they away get from Twitch. Paycheck, they, 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 get, they get paid out of their contracts. They can mosey right back on over to Twitch, <laughs> where, where they yeah. where, where they probably never even lost most of their following, to be quite frank.
1: Yep. Yeah. Now the one thing about this that um, this article doesn't mention um, that I I did see some coverage on on other media um is you have some some smaller streamers you know not these fucking million dollar contract streamers or anything like that but streamers who were still using this as a way to you know make some of their income who were not told that this was going to happen that mm. they basically sort of found out about this as it was happening um and these are people who had like Cultivated really strong communities on Mixer, and um, so now you have you know many sort of smaller streamers, but still streamers who were sort of making money off of Mixer, who basically had that source of revenue just like yanked away from them. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to fucking start over elsewhere, um, and that sucks. And I think it's worth noting that that sucks. I think it's worth noting that um, that Mixer did not really properly inform much of their user base um what what the plan was that it was just like sorry you're good luck fuck off um so yeah
2: that sucks man like ninja's gonna be fine you know what i mean like i'm not worried about i'm really not worried about him um but yeah it just it just really the whole thing sucks man and it just like i'm not like a like i'm not a uh a person that's like that holds corporations in too high esteem. Mm-hmm. But um it just really makes myself look bad, you know? <laughs> Like mm-hmm. it, it just really makes them look really well, shit. Well, and again, because they didn't
0: need to do this. Like <laughs> like 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 mixer existing again, at the time that mixer came into the picture, you already had two, like like you had like the fucking mega ship which was Twitch and Amazon really. I mean it's fucking Amazon at the end of the day. Yeah. And then Google. <laughs> like, like, like you're gonna compete with for a service that goes toe-to-toe with Amazon and Google, who have en- I mean, not that Microsoft doesn't have endless amounts of money as well, but Mixer always felt like an Xbox only streaming platform. It did. Like that that's how it always felt to me. And they made it hard to use Twitch on the Xbox One as Terrence has talked about on the podcast before, I'd imagine it was equally as hard to use to link to YouTube gaming. Whereas with PlayStation, it's as easy as can be. Like it's so fucking easy to link to, to YouTube or Twitch when you're when you're on a PS4 and streaming. And it it just didn't have to happen. And and like you guys, I, I agree. I feel bad for the folks who are the smaller streamers that are still able to make a living or 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 some side hustle money doing this and they can apparently keep their status if they move to the Facebook gaming thing as well but Facebook is not a company that everyone wants to be associated with right now which I totally fucking understand believe me like if we could if we could drop Facebook in a millisecond in this network we would it's hard because we're we're already established with with you guys over there but we would do it in a millisecond because I fucking hate Facebook. We all do. It's, it's fucking terrible. And to be forced to make that choice does kind of blow for sure. Um, but like I said, I knew this shit was going to happen because while Microsoft has unlimited funds, while they can – while they have resources that other places don't have, they're like Google, man. Like they do shit as a hobby and if it doesn't work out, they're just like, eh, whatever, throw it away. Yeah, it's, I, it's just it's just it's only just money ain't making enough money, guys. right? It's only money. So it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So and, and again, the fact that they had like like Phil Spencer made it a point to say, oh, well, because we're doing this, uh, this will allow the Xbox team to fo- continue their focus on games and gaming. Why the fuck were you employing the Xbox team to work on Mixer? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just created like a mixer department? And had those guys fucking doing it again? You got the money; it's not like you can't fucking do it. So I don't know. I, I've, I've been I've been since day one not understanding why Mister exists, and the fact that this happened was just the funniest fucking thing in the world to me because, of course, it was idiots. So you got that. Um, lastly, uh, EA had their EA Play events uh, that was streamed online. Uh, what a! I mean, like I said. I don't expect much from EA anymore. I really don't. Um there were people were expecting one surprise. Um they got uh the the announcement of a new skate game that's coming back eventually. Uh probably it's not anytime. They
1: told the developers of skate, hey you guys can make a new skate game like twelve minutes before
0: <laughs> <looking> you <laughs> Um the other they b-
1: seemed just as surprised as we were. And yeah. it didn't seem like a really super high note to like end the presentation on. It was there, like, we have one more thing. And it was, like, Skate 4. And I'm, like, yeah. That's okay. No gameplay. Like, we're not even really getting a logo. Like, just, like, two white dudes in their houses talking about skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> I...
0: We we are making skate as they said. You commented this into existence, and again, very happy for everyone's excited for a skate game. But I feel like that when you're listening to the comments section to to, <laughs> to act as the market for your video game, uh, you're setting yourself up to fail. But we'll see. I could be wrong. Mm. Um, Apex Legends is coming to Switch and Steam this fall, and there's going to be crossplay in Apex Legends starting this fall. So people are very stoked about that. Uh, we saw some gameplay of the new Star Wars Squadrons game that was announced in trailer form that we talked about last week.
1: I think this game looks fun.
0: It's it's I'm sure it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be one of those games that is going to be fun to pick up and play, at least initially. Now, how many people stick with it?
1: Yeah, because like, remains to be flight seen. Flight simulators are like that's a kind of niche thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, the flight sims I recall being. Kind of popular in the 90s, mm. like when X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was like a big thing. Um, look, those old games, I, I like those old games a lot. This looks like a brand new version of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I'm very into it. Put me in a fucking spaceship and let me shoot lasers and I will be very happy with you. Thank you very much. Um, so look, it's five on five multiplayer. You've got a a uh, campaign That will have you flying for both the Empire and the New Republic in a story that takes place right after the return of the Jedi. The new trailer mentions that uh, the second Death Star has been destroyed, but there are still, you know, other there's there's still some cleanup that has to happen. Uh, It it wasn't, you know, a situation where they blew up the second Death Star and then everything was nice for a few years. That didn't happen. Um, Eight different ships will be playable uh, four for sort of each side. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. Uh,
0: hopefully it's gonna, it's, it's gonna have,
1: well, hopefully, there's like a demo or a trial or some, some sort. So we'll see.
0: Uh, we'll also have cross play. Um, of mm-hmm. course, it's going to be VR compatible, which is probably gonna be a really cool way to, to experience the game as well. I
1: really want to play it in VR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta, it... gotta have a
0: rift for that, probably. I, I don't, I don't even know if it's gonna make PlayStation VR. We'll see. I would hope mm-hmm. it would, but, uh, We'll see about that.
1: Well, um, here's the thing. I'm kind of torn because I feel like I would really enjoy it in VR, but I also feel like it would very quickly give me motion sickness.
0: <laughs> I, could, I could see that. Um, there's a few indie games announced, including a game called It Takes Two uh, from Joseph Ferris, uh, the, the very famous fuck the Oscars guy. I'm
1: very <laughs> upset that they did not let Joseph Ferris say fuck in this presentation. <laughs> I mean, oh,
0: he did. They just leaped it out. So what are you going to do? Um, uh, and apparently, EA finally realized that the Switch is a console that exists because there's seven EA games coming to the Switch over the next 12 months. Uh, despite the, that plat- that console being grossly under-represent- underrepresented, uh, there was a really shitty looking game called Rocket Arena that was coming out. Imagine a a third person shooter that's all rockets, guys. That's the that's the concept behind <laughs> wow. Rocket Arena. Yeah. Because that sounds awesome. Uh, there was awesome. One,
1: one adventure game that has a very stupid title called Lost in Random, but it has a very cool visual style. It, mm-hmm. it looks sort of like um, uh, if you're familiar with Leica Studios, um, it looks like that kind of style of uh, claymation, and I'm very into that sort of like visual style. It's not. I don't know if it's a game I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks really cool, and it has you know it visually stands out from everything else coming out these days. So.
0: And then uh, they wanted to make sure you knew that Criterion, BioWare, DICE, and EA Motive are all developing next generation games right now. Because it's important to say that, I
1: guess, despite yeah, not they really detailing. <laughs> some next gen in progress footage, including some stuff that was presumably Dragon Age 4. Did they give us anything else as far as a proper Dragon Age 4 announcement? No, of course not. Why would they have done that? That would have been very nice and smart of them, but... EA is not a nicer, smart company.
0: No. So. Nor, nor, nor did they announce the, uh, mem- mem- remember guys when a couple weeks ago it was a slam dunk that the that a Mass Effect remastered trilogy was coming out and uh, somehow it didn't get announced at the EA Play event? Shocking. No. I, I, I can't believe that this thing that definitely is going to happen uh, wasn't announced at the EA event.
2: <laughs>
0: so, Micah, what were your thoughts on the EA Play presentation? I would love to give them to you if
2: I watched it. I'm glad that you not. didn't.
0: No, I, it, did, I didn't bother. Like I said, I I was only there for uh for the Mass Effect reveal that I knew was not coming. That's the only reason that I showed up. And and to see if yeah. they actually showed gameplay for Squadrons. And again, I when, when 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 you're a developer and you and you tell us, you tease that you're like, "Oh, we're going to show you gameplay." Can you just show me an unedited like 5-minute slice of the game? Yeah. Like, can we just can we just do that? Start doing that again. Like, it's okay. Please, you don't. It's fine. Right. Like, just show me what the game actually plays like. That's what I want to see. I don't need to see the fucking sizzle reel of well, here's the different game modes, and we'll show you five second cuts of gameplay mm-hmm. here and there like, and Give, give so. me,
1: give me like the first five minutes of gameplay. Right. Just let me see what it's like. Let me, let me,
0: let me get a feel for what the game's gonna look like and play like yeah. when 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 I get into my hands. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. It's not that hard. I don't feel like I'm asking for too much. Especially when you're teasing it. You're like, oh, there's gameplay coming. I'm like, okay, cool. That's not sure. gameplay. Did you show did you show me in-game play footage? Sure. But that's not gameplay. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But yeah, so that's uh that is it for this week. We did not do a post office this week because we knew a lot of news was gonna cause us to run a little long. Um, but make sure you do join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, and that way you can submit your questions, uh, which we usually ask for on a weekly basis. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show, uh, wherever you get your podcast on Apple, Google, or whichever podcatching app you use. And make sure you subscribe to the other TNP studio shows as well. Uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube at youtube.com slash and then head on over to Twitch, not mixer and follow Carrie <laughs> at Suffit's Carrie and Terrence apparition 410 uh as well to check those guys out when they stream too. terrence still terrence still on his power rangers kick uh right now that he's yeah uh, he's doing, so shit uh,
2: 100% off 100% combos because whatever
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that is it
0: thank you guys very much uh for watching listening we'll see you all the next time thanks see,
2: see ya